In terms of trying to work things out between therapist and client in these tough financial times with therapy appointments on average costing $178 a month, maybe you do make it that once a month appointment. Mm -hmm. And then once you sit down, the therapist says to the client, so what do you want to talk about this week? And the client can say, can I borrow $178? (laughs) (laughs) Would that be a possibility? Is that on the table here, Doc? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 117 of Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Courtney Kelly, a longtime mental health therapist. I, Brian Mulhern, a longtime mental health patient. And this is an area of much concern. We stumbled upon an article. Granted, everyone is already going through enough financial issues right now, what mm-hmm. with inflation, gas prices, things of that nature. You just had Wall Street and the stock market have a very volatile week. Mm. And this article is saying that the average out-of-pocket cost per month for therapy is $178. In big cities, it can soar to $300 per month. And many people, unfortunately, are having to make the difficult decision to cut their therapy appointments off. And we're not going to stand in judgment of that. Mm -hmm. Financially, you have to do what you've got to do. We would certainly hope that you can find a streaming service to eliminate instead to keep that work going. But Courtney, for people in that position, it's very important for them to maintain that work and Mm -hmm. focus on self-care. Yeah. I saw this article and I was very distressed by it because there are a lot of us mental health workers and counselors and therapists, but it's hard for me to wrap my head around this. But then when I look at this, a lot of therapists have stopped taking certain insurances, so it makes it difficult for some people to have access. And the prices can be higher when you don't have the insurance and you're paying out of pocket. But it's so important to look at options and to talk to your therapist. If this is an issue and there's something coming up financially, to talk to your therapist. Some therapists will offer a sliding scale. Mm -hmm. Some therapists will maybe cut the cost down a little or you can stretch it out a bit. Instead of seeing someone weekly, maybe it's every other week, maybe it's once a month to check in. But it's important, like you said, to continue the work in some way. There's a lot of ways that you can do it on your own. You can do journaling, you can do workbooks and different things like that. But it's really important to look at all the resources. But I think that is some very good advice because I'm sure there are some people who are embarrassed over the fact Mm -hmm. that they don't have enough money to cover this and will just stop showing up to appointments without having said anything. But by not saying anything, you're not giving your therapist the opportunity to Mm -hmm. maybe try to work something out for you that is beneficial for the two of you. And I would imagine that the vast majority of therapists are going to do everything that they can do because they know how important this work is and they don't want to see it disrupted. And believe you me, in terms of that embarrassment, you are not the only person in this position. Mm -hmm. You are not going to be the first person who has come to that therapist saying exactly that. Right. And times are tough right now. Obviously, we do this for a living. We need to get paid. But at the same time, we do this because we love people and we want to help them. So, yeah, to not have the embarrassment about that and just to be honest about it and also to keep your options open. So sometimes people will start with someone in maybe cash pay, but maybe they have a change in insurance and maybe they can have someone who would be covered under their insurance. So it's hard sometimes to leave your therapist, but having those options of looking again, there's a lot of people coming in. There's always a shift. There's new people 
people coming in, there's other people leaving. So keep yourself in the loop with the resources like Psychology Today, like ZenCare.co. That's another resource. But keep looking for therapists who may be covered under your insurance. And honestly, to flip the script, we like to present both sides of the issues here on Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Inflation is impacting you Mm -hmm. as well. You are losing patients and that is also affecting your bottom line and affecting you financially. That's not to say that this is all about the financials for you because it's not. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it from that way, you could see why a therapist would want to work with you to be able to get the two of you still involved in this and cover as many bases as possible, both financially and emotionally. Right. I mean, this is a stressful time for a lot of folks. Like you said, it's on both sides Mm -hmm. of the fence, too. That's what we do in therapy. If there's something going on and you're not feeling comfortable about something, we tell people you need to speak to it. This is what we do. This is part of therapy is helping people to be more assertive, to be honest about their needs. I always tell clients, aside from any of the financials or any issues like that, maybe I said something and they took it a certain way or there's something in our therapy that's not working or there's something that they don't like. Maybe I'm giving homework assignments they don't like or something like that. To speak to that because that is what this relationship, it's unique in that way. You won't be judged. It actually will help you deepen the learning and it'll be learning on both sides. And I've had clients come to me and say all sorts of things like, hey, I hate it when therapists do this. And I'm like, good, great, tell me more because this will help us to have a better relationship. And it's funny because it's counterintuitive, but if you think this is uncomfortable, I don't want to talk about it. That's exactly the stuff that you need to talk about and tell on yourself. That's what I tell my clients too. If there's something tough, tell on yourself and be like, okay, this happened or okay, I'm uncomfortable with this or I want to work on this. Even though there's part of you that feels maybe shame or some embarrassment, this is what we do in therapy. We try to uncover that kind of stuff so that we can process and help you to heal. And in terms of trying to work things out between therapist and client in these tough financial times with therapy appointments on average costing $178 a month, maybe you do make it that once a month appointment. Mm -hmm. And then once you sit down, the therapist says to the client, so what do you want to talk about this week? And the client can say, can I borrow $178? (laughs) (laughs) Would that be a possibility? Is that on the table here, (laughs) <laughs> well, the thing is, ideally, I would love to see people be able to get as many sessions in as mm-hmm. they possibly can if they want to come weekly, if they want to come every other week. For a lot of people financially, if this is a barrier, at least having some of that connection can be very helpful. I've had clients who were cash pay because they didn't have insurance and they would end up coming to see me maybe once a month, once every two months. Now, that's not ideal. And obviously, I kept encouraging them to apply for insurance. Let's try to find some options. But the issue being that at least if you can have some kind of connection that you can do other things. So this one person in particular, I encouraged her to get involved with some private Facebook groups about support around PTSD, around anxiety, stuff like that. There was also some apps that I recommend to people that they can use so that they're staying on track with things. Even if they're not able to connect with me every week or every other week, they can do some work on their own that can be really helpful. And then they can check in with me and we can solidify that learning. And to make a real world analogy during the pandemic, my wife ended up losing a job. I ended up having, and you as well, a 401k match go Mm bye-bye. Little things like that where we're all pinching pennies, radio sponsorships. We have a morning radio show. Sometimes we endorse products and we get paid for that. Those started going away, personal appearances that we get Mm -hmm. paid for. So we had to look around and start to say, well, where do we need to tighten the belt? And one of the areas for us was we would have someone come and clean the house every other week because our schedules were so busy. Mm -hmm. At which point I said, 
well, we certainly don't need to pay for that every other week because A, you're not working. B, I'm not making as many appearances. C, we're horrible at cleaning the house. So maybe (laughs) we just have them come once a month. And then the rest of the month, we're working on it ourselves, Mm -hmm. much like you would your own self-care. And there are many people, too, who over the summer could not afford the gas prices. You know why those Mm -hmm. prices are coming down, Courtney? Because people stopped taking road trips, which hurt the demand for gas, Mm -hmm. which forced them to lower the prices. So you're doing these things to try to help yourself the smart thing. Right. But even though maybe you weren't taking a road trip, I would certainly hope that you would spend whatever time off you had doing something fun and productive, maybe locally. Mm -hmm. And this is how you need to work within this realm as well. It's not the ideal situation, but what can I do to take these pieces to at least try to put Humpty Dumpty Mm -hmm. back together as best as I can. Right, of course. And this could just be temporary, right? Mm -hmm. Things change. People get different insurances. You find somebody else who is at a different rate that you can afford. There's all sorts of things that are going to change. But for right now in the temporary saying, okay, what can I do right now to get the most that I can? And there's a lot of online options. Now, I don't personally recommend any specifically, but I can throw some out there that I've seen in articles that were cited as some really good sites to go to. One of them is Seven Cups. There's free peer support and volunteers who staff that, but you can also get online therapy, too, for a flat rate. There's also blah therapy, it's called, and this is basically, you might like it. It's all texting. (laughs) He doesn't like phone calls. I've been doing the talk to text. (laughs) Exactly. And, of course, the spell check would be correcting words that would not work out well for me, I'm sure. And your therapist would be very... like, did you just call me an... (laughs) Your therapist would be very impressed with your grammar and all of the things that you use in your text because she wouldn't believe or he wouldn't believe you would text like that. Who uses an ampersand in a text? (laughs) Exactly. He's the (laughs) asshole. (laughs) But that's an option. And some people might feel comfortable with that. And it seems to be more affordable. There's also eTherapy Pro. There's all sorts of sites that people can just Google like the best online therapy sites. There's options. In other words, that's something to look into. There's a lot of apps too. Like I was saying that I've recommended to clients like Calm. That's the one with the meditation. Garlic Chicken Wings. (laughs) One of my favorite apps. That's the one that makes you're very happy. Mood Fit has a lot of stuff with CBT and gratitude and mindfulness and grounding. There's verywell.com where they list them all out. We have to get creative. Like you were saying, we have to look outside the box here because we may have to pull from here, pull from there. But the most important thing is that you're putting a focus on your well-being. It's not the be-all, end-all. I'm a therapist and I think it's amazing to be in therapy, but it doesn't have to be the be-all, end-all and say, well, if I can't get therapy, that's it. I'm not working on this. There's many ways these days that you can stay accountable and that you can start to work on your mental health. But the other important thing, too, is to not try to do all of it yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to keep talking to somebody, even if you can't afford a professional, be that a trusted friend Mm -hmm. or something like that. We always say that the worst thing that you can do if you have something physically wrong with yourself is to say, well, I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'm going to WebMD, where you're going to see all kinds of things (laughs) that are probably going to upset you more Mm -hmm. or make you think you have something that you don't necessarily have. So the calming influence of other 
people's voices and make sure you pick the right people. Make sure oh, yes. you pick somebody who you can trust to give you good advice because if you go to the wrong person who's mm-hmm. not a professional, that can also do a lot of damage. Right. If you feel comfortable with somebody and you know you can trust them, even if they're just there to listen and to give you some feedback or some resources, that's important too. And even if you talk to your doctor, if you mm-hmm. go into your primary care doctor nowadays, they're very open about mental health and they'll say, hey, how are you feeling? You'll usually do like a little survey when you go in to see if you have anxiety and depression. They may be able to help you. Sometimes people just get overwhelmed and say, I don't know where to start to look for help. Doctors can help you with a referral. A lot of times, too, there's therapists on staff at PCPs now, at the primary cares. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of ways to connect to the help. This is what I highly recommend, too. If people are having an issue with affording things, I worked at a clinic at a lot of the mental health clinics in the community they can help with payment too. They can offer options so that if you're needing things, we can apply for different grants and that kind of thing. So it's helpful to help people bridge that gap. Speaking from experience, if you do happen to visit the therapist who is in the same office building as your PCP, when you walk in, don't take your pants off. Right, right, right. That's a reflex. I'm sorry, doc. (laughs) It's usually what I do when I come in here. Brian gets very excited and confused sometimes. I find when the pants come off, nobody else is getting excited, which <laughs> I'm having a bit of a mental health issue with that. that. Something else that we wanted to circle back to that mm-hmm. we spent a little bit of time on, but not a lot. Courtney, this new hotline yeah. where a lot of people just perceive it to be suicide prevention mm-hmm. and nothing more. That's not true. Exactly. So we've always given out the number for the Suicide Prevention Crisis Hotline, but what they did was they've updated it so that you only have to dial 988. So it's very convenient. And they've also seen skyrocketing more numbers of people calling. It's just easier access. And I think people are understanding more what it is. So it is suicide prevention, but it's also when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're in crisis, when you feel like you don't know where to turn, when you feel that you need some supports and resources but you don't know where they are in your community. This is staffed by professionals as well as volunteers. They are there to help you. They can also help people to help other people. So in other words, if you have a relative, a friend, someone close to you who's going through a struggle and you don't know what to do to help them, maybe they're having a substance abuse issue, maybe they're having a mental health crisis, this line can actually help you with that as well, which is so important because I think that's where other people start to get like, I don't know what to do for this person. They can connect you with resources in the community and also just be there to give you some comfort because I've talked to people who are the caretakers of other people or who are helping other people and I say, hey, maybe you need some therapy mm-hmm. around this because it's very stressful in dealing with And that. they're so focused on the other person, mm-hmm. that's not a consideration that they give for themselves. Right, that they don't realize that they need it too. They need that support. The other thing too is that they have a separate line if you call 988, if you dial one, that is for the veterans. And that's really important too. Oh. So they have a separate line oh. and they also have one for Spanish speaking. So it's just giving more and more access to help more and more people. And again, it could be emotional distress. It's behavioral issues. It's having a friend that needs some help. It's all of that. I just want people to know about it and to take advantage of it because it's not all about the suicide prevention. It's about emotional support and help in crisis. One thing I would also like to stress, because you said the numbers are way up ever since they've made Mm -hmm. the switch to 988 because it's become so convenient. Also make sure, much like with 911, don't abuse it. Mm -hmm. Don't call it for things that aren't really a mental health emergency or at least approaching something Mm -hmm. of that nature. You know, 911 gets calls all the time. I had a 
pizza delivered and it's cold. Mm-hmm. That's not what 911 is for. Right. And sometimes you'll get somebody who has a tendency towards hypochondria or something like that. Just make but, sure you check yourself in that way. Well, the difference is, too, unless someone is in imminent danger, they're not sending out a crew. They're not sending right. out ambulances. Now, if somebody is in imminent danger and they're saying they're going to hurt themselves, then they do have a way because they have your phone number and they can connect with local services to try to get you some help. But I do encourage people that if they're on the fence about it, but if they're not feeling well about their mental health, to give them a call. Because like I said, they do have resources. They can help people. And I've had clients who would call pretty regularly because they had a hard time with their emotions and regulating and they would just check in just for a few minutes say in the middle of the night they'd wake up they were afraid they had nightmares there was something going on this is why I mean it's a 24-7 number so it's great to have that resource for people to be able to connect with. and I don't want to make it sound like I'm discouraging people from right. calling I know the what only you're saying, though, reason why I say that is if you're calling and saying hey look my wife's annoying me or something right. of that nature did you do that last week <laughs> Maybe. (laughs) What might be happening is you're taking the time from someone Someone who could be helping someone who has a real Mm. issue and maybe they can't get through because you're dealing with some minor stuff. So no, I would never say, hey, don't call. Just make sure it's an absolute emergency. No, if you're having a hard time emotionally, absolutely call. call, But if it's something that maybe doesn't rise to that level, Mm -hmm. I mean, just think about it first is all I'm saying. Yeah. And it's hard to know because everybody has a different tolerance yeah temperature and some people for one thing might be smaller for somebody else it's a real big thing but it is great to know that that support is there Mm -hmm. I think it's just important to get the word out and for people to know to get the word out to other people because I'm still so surprised working with clients that don't know about this or they're like oh I don't need that or I'm saying well no sometimes you do sometimes you've told me that you wouldn't be able to get a hold of me but that you need someone right away to calm you to help you with some grounding and they really can do that And another thing I want to mention, doing what we do professionally in radio, very rarely would you ever say, well, check out the competition. But when it comes to the podcast Mm -hmm. world, we are not the only mental health resource. There are a lot of other people Mm -hmm. doing some excellent work. And don't be afraid to explore some of those Mm -hmm. as well. You know, we can help you to a certain extent. We try to come up with a fresh and relevant topic every single week. But hey, we're human. We're not going to hit on everything. We certainly recommend that you can continue to listen to us and recommend us to others, Mm -hmm. but don't be afraid to dip your toe in other areas when it comes to the podcast world. And to not always have to think of it as just traditional one-on-one therapy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's other ways to look at it. And I know I've had clients who were like, I don't do groups. I said, well, why don't you just try it? Just try one, just try two. And surprisingly, they would say, oh, it's actually... what I said to my wife about swinging, but no, no, no. She doesn't want to hear it. That's why I called 988 last week. She's not listening. <laughs> I'm trying to tell us something. Hey, 988 operator, you sound cute. Oh, no, <laughs> Hang Brian. on, I'm going to put my wife on. All the examples of what not to do with 988. See, these are the kinds of people that I'm talking right, about. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. He's sitting right here. <laughs> to think about it differently, maybe groups, maybe trying something like that. If you go to Psychology Today, you can look for an individual therapist, but there's also lots of groups. I did a search last night just to make sure, and I said, support groups in Providence, and a bunch of things popped up. They Mm -hmm. had art therapy. They had PTSD groups. They had all sorts of stuff. So if you look in different ways and think about it in different ways, maybe that would be something that could be if you're struggling with the money piece. Having that group support can be so important and to be validated in that way, to know 
other people are struggling with similar issues. Now, this is a question that's going to come completely out of left field because this is how, how my mind works. works. <laughs> a lot of times, if people are having financial issues when it comes to a mortgage, mm-hmm. you can go to the state and maybe get some help. Are there any kind of organizations mm. where people are having an issue financially, taking care of themselves from a mental health perspective that maybe can help them financially? And if not, Boy, Courtney, shouldn't there be something yeah. like that? So you mean like helping them financially to get the, the services help that, they, that need they need in the services? Yeah. Well, that's why I recommend to people going to more of the community clinics mm-hmm. for mental health because they actually, at one point, we were helping people to go on to some of the sites to get the insurance that they would need. We would help them to apply for that. And I don't know if they're still doing that. But the thing is, a lot of times when you go to the community mental health centers, they have case managers who can mm-hmm. help you to straighten some things out and to organize. And that can be a great, great thing. And also there can be resources that we don't know about. I remember they had one in Providence. They were actually doing very low cost loans to people to help them. And I remember they came to us to talk to us about it, to let our clients know. There's different programs sometimes that you might not necessarily know about, but a lot of times when you go to a community mental health place, they have the case managers who would know a lot of these different supports. And the biggest obstacle which is really the driving force behind this podcast. Again, people don't want to admit that they need help. Mm -hmm. They're too embarrassed to ask for help. They're too afraid of the unknown. What's it going to be like if I expose myself in this way? You've really got to shove all of that stuff aside. because just ask loudly. I need some help. (laughs) Have some confidence in yourself and some self-worth in knowing that you being in a good place, emotionally balanced, is the most important thing in the world. Absolutely. That's your foundation for everything that you do. And if you're not feeling well, then nothing's working in your life. And even though you think you're doing everything for your family, your kids, your spouse, if you're not feeling well, and I just talked to somebody yesterday who was saying that he's struggling with anxiety, PTSD, and feeling that, you know what, I do all this for my family, but they feel the effects when he's not feeling well. And that's what happens when you're not feeling mentally well. You can do everything you think you're doing for people. You do all of this stuff, but it takes a toll and they can feel it too when you're not taking care of yourself. So it's important to do that. Well, and sometimes too, people will focus on the issues and problems problems of others Mm -hmm. because they don't want to turn the mirror around on themselves. And you really have to start asking that question too. My wife is very much a doer and all about helping other people. And every once in a while, there is a specific instance that I can't get into too much detail, but I said she needs to set boundaries Mm. with a certain person. And she said, well, if I set those boundaries, it's only going to make it worse. And I said, yes, it's only going to make it worse for that person. But if you don't set those boundaries, it's going to make it worse for you. Mm -hmm. And aren't you important in this equation? I will tell you that you are. Because you're making me f***ing miserable (laughs) (laughs) for having to listen about this. And it does. It gets me angry to see what these emotional bottomless pits can do Mm -hmm. to other people who are vulnerable to getting sucked into that quicksand. Right. (laughs) It's all about Brian. Brian's like, knock it off. It's stressing me out. And Um, I actually (laughs) mentioned us. I mentioned the podcast. I Mm -hmm. mentioned how we talk about boundaries and how it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to help people. Of Of course course you should. But there needs to be limits because at some point it does start taking a negative toll on you. Mm -hmm. And that's not good. That's where you really need to feel that self-worth and say, you know what? 
I am worth it to say enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've done everything I can. There's nothing more I can do. You are starting to affect me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're channeling more stuff toward us because we're saying, hey, I accept it. I accept it. It's okay. I'll be the doormat. I'll be the one to just keep taking, taking all of this stuff in. But showing that you have healthy boundaries is not a bad thing. And then the person may get a little miffed at first, but then they'll start to know that there's some limits there and they will be more careful in the relationship, especially if they value the relationship, then they have to start to value you what the person is asking for. And if they're not, then you have to start questioning the relationship. The relationship. Is yeah. it toxic? A lot of times there is that. If people are trying to manipulate you off that or guilt you off right. of that, that's something to say, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. This might be something that I need to walk away from. And I know that can be difficult. Exactly. Sometimes. And that's why, too, having that support, having someone that you're accountable with, having a therapist who can really help you to challenge some of the thinking that you're having around it. Maybe it reminds you of a situation from the past and maybe we need to look at things differently. Maybe we need to challenge the thoughts instead of like, oh, this person's going to be mad at me. OK, and then what? And then mm-hmm. what happens? <laughs> and then following that down the road and saying, oh, wait a minute, I'm really letting myself down. by not standing up for myself and how do I show myself some love and keep those boundaries and also show the person that this is a healthy way to be. And if to keep them from being mad at you, they are sucking Mm -hmm. all of your energy and your life force from you, as Dr. Phil would say, how's that working for you? I mean, come on, seriously. You have to stop and have these times of reflection where you're saying, okay, I'm the common denominator in these situations. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people say, oh, why does this keep happening? And I had that moment in my life. I was in New York and somebody was just sucking the life out of me. And I said, why does this keep happening? And all of a sudden I had this aha moment. Well, I'm the same person in all of these situations. What am I sending out there? And again, this isn't trying to blame the victim, but this is saying, what can I take responsibility for that I'm sending out there and I can change? It's only partially the victim. The rest of it is you're allowing for it Mm -hmm. to happen. So you're the problem. And a lot of people don't ever want to admit that they're the problem. And that's something that people need to work on too. And I tell people, if you're a giver, takers are going to find you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like This is how it works in the world. Just know that if you're giving, 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 and you're happy about it, then that's great. But if you're starting to feel resentment around this, then you need to take back your power. You've got to be aware of that and shift your life to the people who are more grateful for what you have and want to share and give back. And I will say, Courtney, one of the kindest, most generous givers I have ever met in my life, and the only area where I find that she is a taker when she says, that'll be $178 per month. (laughs) (laughs) But that's negotiable, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) These therapists are very expensive out there. I don't know. (laughs) Well, Courtney, I think we've covered a lot of ground. Is there Mm -hmm. anything else that you want to mention here or you just just, want to reiterate anything? Yeah, no, I just wanted people to know that there's a lot of options out there. If you have to cut down on therapy, always look for some apps, look for something online, look for support groups, really actively look for what you need to fill those gaps. And hopefully, everybody can get back to more of the weekly, the bi-weekly therapy and more regularly if they need it. But if you do hit a rough patch, there are a lot of resources out there. I just want people to realize that and look into that before they shut that possibility down. One thing that is dirt cheap and beneficial, people contacting you, how can <laughs> oh, they do yeah. that? Dirt cheap. Wellness at WCTK.com. We also have resources up on our Wellness 411 page, CatCountry.com. And we're not charging for the socials yet. All the social media <laughs> yeah. platforms at CatCountry. Country Mornings, individual pages, Courtney with the C, Kelly E 
B-R-Y, sometimes Bedard, I, Brian with an I, Mulhern, H-E-R-N. Don't forget about this podcast and other podcasts like it. And ours you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your smart device. And don't forget to make those recommendations. Write us a review. These are all very important things to keep us going. Mm -hmm. Courtney, we had another record-breaking month last month in terms of the download. So we want to thank you for all of that. And again, I didn't get $178 last week. Did you, Courtney? (laughs) We're doing this for free because we care. And I think that speaks to what you do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind if you're too afraid to say something to a mental health professional. We do care and we want to hear about what's going on. And if there's any issues that are coming up within the therapy, talk to your therapist. And I do care as well, but there's a boundary. (laughs) (laughs) Don't push it! He's got really healthy boundaries. (laughs) Courtney, I'm off next week. Oh, yeah. Have a nice little podcast with Lil Ben DeCastro for episode 118. And then we'll get right back at it for episode 119. But in the meantime, and either way, thanks to all of you for listening. Thank you. I want to talk about-